So this podcast is going to be a little different from our usual here on the Mind. We're going to break the fourth wall a little bit and talk to my mom. And now I, I don't mean a voice actor taking on the character of my mom, but rather the real live lady who gave birth to me and raised me and all that good stuff. <laughs> now, I started the You Mind in Creeping Wave in the hopes of sharing art, stories, improv artists, musicians, performers, people who brighten up my life and inspire me with what they do. And in that respect, this episode is no different. I think there's quite enough to be unhappy about in this world. For example, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer this year. Obviously, uh, that's not something I'm really very happy about. And I know what you're thinking, but don't worry, this isn't going to be a downer episode. (laughs) I promise. Being confronted with mortality makes you think a lot. I don't believe or disbelieve in anything regarding the afterlife or a higher power. Uh, Instead, I focus my attention on trying to make the world a better place than it was when I came into it, and being the person I would have wanted to be there for me. Uh, A lot of that comes from my mom's example, uh, though you'll see she's much more on the esoteric side than I am. In fact, she was the one who first introduced me to the arcane world, and neither Creeping Wave, nor the U-Mind, or honestly, any of my weird, surrealist art would exist without her influence. I want to use this platform today to celebrate who my mom is, while she's still here, still healthy, and able to tell you herself. As you'll hear me say in this episode, she's a big reason I devoted myself to my creative projects, and served as the initial inspiration for the character of Nap in Creeping Wave and the U-Mind. <laughs> sounds weird, but you'll see. We're very fortunate uh, in that she's in a position where she can afford to go forward with her medical treatment. Unfortunately, many people are not in that position, which is why I'm doing an art drive on my Lost Bread comic website and the Mind. When you buy one of three available prints offered for our breast cancer art drive, your money will be donated to the Shades of Pink Foundation of California. This is a local San Diego organization which offers temporary financial support to patients and families who find themselves financially distressed by the cost of breast cancer treatment. I witness every day how the high cost of living impacts people who call our community home. Please help support patients and their families who are going on this journey with us. I hope to add more pieces to this collection as my mother's healing process evolves and invite interested artists to submit their work with the proceeds going to the charity of your choice. I know my artwork isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I'd like to invite you to consider making a donation to your favorite charity on your own. If you do, we'd love for you to leave a comment and let my mom know, or just take a moment to say hi. (laughs) Thank you so much, and now, on to the episode! Okay, so hey everybody, I am here with sort of a uh, special little bonus episode that we're doing, and I'm here with uh, Mama Doom. This is my mom. 
Hi, say hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, I, I really had to talk her into doing this. She was not wanting to do it. And uh, so you're going to have a little trouble telling us apart because uh, apparently we have the same voice. Right? <laughs> uh, everybody uh, who, whenever I used to answer the phone over here, everybody thought it was her or they would think it was me, depending on who they're coming to talk to. So hopefully you'll be able to keep us together. <laughs> Say hi there, Mom. Hi. <laughs> so we uh, we wanted to do, well, I wanted to do this uh, little interview here selfishly because uh, so much of this podcast and of Creeping Wave and of You Mind um, was inspired by uh, you and uh, all the stories and the animations that you showed me when I was younger. Now, I grew up in the, the 80s. You would kind of sit there with uh, <laughs> the remote control and uh, record things when they came on TV and then stop when the commercials came on. And then when they came back on, you'd record it some more. And so we had a bunch of uh, beta. We actually had beta tapes instead of VHS. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Speak up. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of recordings. And you loved them. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and a lot of the stories you told me, um, a lot of just uh, you being a very creative individual, um, and uh, a lot of the characterization of Napoleon on the show actually comes from you. I know you don't listen to the show. <laughs> Is uh, you, You're not a big fan of uh, like humor, silliness, that kind of thing. I like humor and silliness, but I don't understand it all the time. A lot of times I I uh, don't get what people are laughing about, so <laughs> I try to stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's weird to me because growing up, I always thought you were kind of this weird, like Gracie Allen, Andy Kaufman kind of uh, covert humorist that you would just say <laughs> these incredibly acerbic things to people. <laughs> you, used to, you used to accuse me of that all the time. <laughs> and uh, like she, she was, um, there's so many instances where we're sitting around and uh, like the dogs are barking. We used to have like three Siberian Huskies and the dogs are barking and we have company over and she just gets up and she, you remember what you said? I do remember that. <laughs> I have lived with it every day. Everyone brings it up all the time. <laughs> and she, she just gets up straight-faced and in front of everybody just goes, I am so tired of boning those dogs. But <laughs> what I really meant was I'm tired of giving them biscuits, dog bones, so they would be quiet. I know. But it didn't come out that way. It didn't. And it has been a family uh, joke ever since. Yeah. Or she was, uh, we, we were uh, just had a family get-together and she was making a sandwich for my husband and she was like, I, I hope you don't mind if I finger your meat. I really didn't mean it the way it sounded. <laughs> I know, but but uh, that that uh, I think that I translated that kind of like uh, the, the straight man uh, delivering ridiculous lines uh, with no knowledge of what they're saying and how ridiculous they actually are, uh, and, and the constantly being faced with rudeness and weirdness and just bizarre situations and always uh, addressing it like oh that's nice which i kind of say on the podcast all the time <laughs> and that's pretty much just what you say 
That is what I say. Whenever I tell you about something I'm working on. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> and uh, so much of the characterization is from you. And um, you were really uh, the first person who, going to get sad, uh, you were the first person who thought my stupid stories and uh, my little drawings that I made were actually something worth spending time on and worth investing in. <laughs> they were. They were really good. You were really young. You were good at art and an amazing storyteller. And you had a huge uh, knowledge because you spent so much time looking at things we read, we talked, a huge knowledge of so many different things that when you did tell a story, you had enough truth in it that people believed you. <laughs> and that was before you even went to school. Yeah. So you got much better at it as time <laughs> went on. So as I was on the uh, road to becoming a, a pathological liar. <laughs> very creative and very entertaining liar. <laughs> but I, it, it was really just I would get bored that uh, what was going on was not that interesting and I had this whole story in my mind and I would just tell people the more interesting story. And they believed it. Which is kind of what uh, Creeping Wave and the You Mind are, is uh, just treating it like, uh, like this is actually the world we live in where there's werewolves and vampires and uh, all sorts of craziness talking cats <laughs> that uh, is happening all around us and uh, that my character Napoleon just kind of sits there and is like, oh, okay, you're, you're a Soviet vampire. That's great. Which is... Sounds very sim similar to what I've said to yeah. many of your stories. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much... <laughs> pretty much it. Exactly just copying what you always said to me <laughs> when I do the podcast. <laughs> Uh, you were in incredibly talented as an artist, storyteller, and I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I just wanted to kind of share who you were because you are so instrumental in all of this and everything that we're doing today and all of these shows. Um, and uh, yeah, I know that when I was younger, you were terrified I was going to turn out like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your mom. Yes, who definitely was a pathological liar. Yeah, we, we grew up with, uh, well, my grandma, uh, her mom, was uh, <laughs> a pathological liar, but in, in a most peculiar way. Like, the, the, the stories that she told were just weird and <laughs> ridiculous. She was. She, all her life, well, weird stories that you never knew what to believe or if they were true. But she tended to go towards the hurtful rather than funny and entertaining in right. her stories. Yeah, which you and me both both agree we're not really into like derisive kind of comedy. Yeah. And you you can work in some some little cuts there, and and satire is a lot of what we do. But uh, that that's always kind of uh, there has to be some love to it. There has to be some some fun and some friendliness to it. You can't just sit there and rip somebody apart. Even like Don Rickles, who that was his routine. There was some there's silliness to it. There's, uh, But we have all sorts of stories about just bizarre things that uh, she, she had uh, told me that she chased off some boy, neighborhood boys with a machete. And, and I actually did find a machete under her bed. 
Uh, <laughs> Thank God she didn't really chase the boys. Yeah. And uh, so, but she just would make up these, these wild stories. And uh, this was like a lifelong thing. So my mom grew up with this. Yes. So then you have a kid who starts, who has that same talent. <laughs> was a little worrisome. Yeah, it was, it was a little problematic. But your talent went more at the creative bent, to create things that were good for people, to make them laugh or see something in it. And I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I'm glad that you, you, <laughs> you see that now. <laughs> I can definitely see how that would be horrifying. For you when you're younger, um, yeah, but I growing was younger. up that way was very crazy. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so we we try to make people laugh or at least have a good time listening. You don't have to laugh out loud. We just hope we kind of entertain you on the podcast. Um, and I I know that you like you said you never get humor, but you like <laughs> just exude it all the time. <laughs> I, I never understand it when people are laughing and I feel stupid because I didn't understand why I they know. were laughing. But then people have many stories of things I've said that uh, live with me forever. They are always bringing it up about the things that I've, I've said. They fill us with joy. So. <laughs> but I, I have that same thing. We're both kind of uh, the sort of people, we, we're just a little bit out of step with everybody. Um, and uh, just... just a little hard time getting sarcasm or you don't know when somebody's like outright insulting you <laughs> just like which okay. is a good thing sometimes because when they insult you and you don't understand it, it they're very confused yeah it's it's probably the best offense it's just being like oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> but um but i'm glad that that you uh kind of appreciate the 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 humor and the plot line of this the entertainment factor of this show because i know that um Growing up, it was always a huge treat for me when I could get you to laugh at one of my jokes or one of my stories, because uh, you you are just not you just do that doesn't click for you. Humor it is doesn't no. <laughs> and uh, there is a gag in the show that uh, I am going to be putting into Creeping Wave uh, coming up, and I won't reveal it for you. But uh, it was kind of playing off of a uh, a running joke with my mom. <laughs> about uh, certain celebrities that she really does not care for. And uh, just, I was going to take it out of the show because, uh, you, you know, you're not feeling good and I didn't want to pick on you. And I, I told you about it. And and to my surprise, you actually laughed at it. You, you thought it was funny. <laughs> and that was, uh, like, hugely rewarding to me that um, I was able to make you laugh. That... Um, because you never laugh. <laughs> you know, you, you just don't. <laughs> I just don't get most of the humor. So It's yeah. not as funny if someone has to explain it to you. Not really. No, that kind of ruins it, doesn't mm -hmm, it? It does. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and so it was just important for me to have this moment where I get to introduce you uh, to everybody who listens to the show. Because the, the show is very important to me. And you're very important to me. And uh, that the show kind of uh, could not have been born without you seeding <laughs> a lot of the, the ideas, a lot of the um, growing up with a mom who, uh, you have a very creative lean to you too. Um, you, you are not immune to storytelling 
Like, do you want to tell them about Simon, my brother? <laughs> I don't know if my son's forgiven me for this or not. But when he was, uh, he was in trouble, I would always tell him that there was another little boy named Simon who lived under our stairs. And if he didn't behave, I was going to bring Simon out and he could be my son. And he had to go back under the cover and take Simon's place. So my, my son was always looking for Simon. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he was good when I mentioned Simon. He didn't want to go under the stairs, so he was good. But uh, to this day, he still gives me a bad time about telling him about Simon. He always goes, that darn Simon, I never could find him, but it, it gave him a lot of grief, a lot of worry. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that was the best parenting skill I had, but at, you least, were young. <laughs> <laughs> at least it kept him out of some trouble. Yeah. You, you made up a lot of, uh, it's, uh, most of the things that you made up like that, we, we kind of knew. It was like on the level of like a tooth fairy or boogeyman. <laughs> we were kind of like, we, we know that's not really, true. like the trolls that came. That's that, true. The trolls true. were going to come and take us in the night if we behaved badly and turn us into trolls. Yeah. Like, I, and there were, we had a tree in our backyard that, uh, the coral tree, we always called it the troll tree. Cause yeah. I said, I'm going to hang you up on that tree and they're going to come take you in the night and give me a better child. And I guess I didn't have the best parenting <laughs> skills. <laughs> I know. I know. Now, now hearing it now. <laughs> it sounds kind of cruel. Yeah. It sounds kind of horrible. Like you're so soft spoken and you're like, and I, I'm going to hang you from the tree and then the trolls will come and bring me a better child. And it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Not the best parenting skills. <laughs> you said that kind of stuff. So you, it, we, we did grow up in kind of this weird world uh, of fantasy, but we always, there was always sort of the understanding, I, I think with most of us, maybe not my brother, but um, I, I think most of us understood that this was all just silliness. And, um, and then, but then you were surprised when I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. I taught you early, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, you programmed me for it. I didn't, I didn't have any other recourse but to be just a, a storyteller a, a weird whimsical stories about yeah. fantastical creatures fantastical creatures and trees that walked and that's right yeah yeah, yeah. there was who was the tree that lived in the backyard that walked around when yeah. i was taking a nap was, I can't remember was it jake or? jake it was jake yeah, yeah. jake <laughs> yeah there was a lot of uh, a lot of creative stuff going on in our backyard very little <laughs> yeah um my, my parents still live in the house that I uh, grew up in, uh, and we have a very wild backyard. I'll, I'll post some pictures of it. Um, it's it's very wild and untamed, and uh, it's it's kind of cool that way. I, I think a lot of people probably would look at it and think like, "Oh my God, you guys really need to manicure this. This head should be trimmed." Yeah, like, but then it leads to stories of princesses and unicorns and wonderful creative preachers that hang out in the wild forest in mm -hmm. our backyard. Mm -hmm. Well, when we first uh, moved in, it was even more wild. Yes, it was. We just lived in the middle of a canyon, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, my, I was friends with, uh, there, there weren't a lot of children around, so I was friends with uh, the, the tarantulas who would come into the house. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yep, that was a scary thing. I'd have it to was... chase them down with my vacuum cleaner because I wasn't going to pick one of those big things up. And I was always so upset with you. That's true. <laughs> Taking my friends away. <laughs> I guess like when like a two-year-old or three-year-old, like however old I was then, yeah. like picks up a tarantula and just walking around like, look, it's probably a little. Yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> 
Just put that right on down there and I'll vacuum him right up. <laughs> so I never trusted the vacuum. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. We had a lot of, uh, tarantulas, coyotes, possums, raccoons, a lot of, uh, we, we still have raccoons and coyotes will come around every now yeah. and then. But, um, yeah, so growing up in the midst of a very strange chaparral, natural chaparral environment and uh, seeing all the cool little creatures that would come out. And uh, it was very fun. Uh, it was very inspiring upbringing. <laughs> that you yes, filled with lots of fantasy and uh, good mm -hmm. stories and good times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... This is uh, just something I kind of wanted to uh, share with all of our listeners and just have them get to know you because you're important to me. And uh, we're going to be going on kind of a little journey pretty soon. And you're not going to be feeling 100%. So I want to uh, record you while you're feeling happy and fresh. And what is it you're, you're taking right now is graviola? Yeah. Uh, graviola. Is uh it, oh and it it just hit your ring against the table. I don't, I don't know if people heard that at home. <laughs> and uh, you said it's it's making you high. It's making you. It happy. feels like it makes me happy. I don't know what's in it, but <laughs> I feel good. Is she, she feeling good? You feeling happy? Yeah. Just out enjoying the the wildness of the backyard or crazy untamed trees and all the. Yeah, you, you kind of always have driven the gardeners crazy. Cause yeah, they always want to cut down my trees. They always want to cut down the trees. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about uh, druidic tree spirits and ancient cultures that believe in that. Um, and I grew up hearing that <laughs> yes. all, all the time. That, no, don't do that because that tree has a spirit inside of it. And it does. It does. And, you know, I, I just did an interview with Nick the Rat. You haven't met him yet. Um but uh, he he's uh, a rat who lives in the sewers of New York, and he runs a paranormal podcast. He he just did an episode a little while back about plant spirits, mm. and that uh, do plants have spirits? And uh, they kind of arrived at the idea that yeah, I think they do. You think you've you always taught me they did, and I used to make fun of you and call you a tree hugger. You did until they chopped down our white birch tree. Yeah. And I, I felt that like I had lost a person in my life. <laughs> I know. It hurt when they cut down that tree. Yeah, and I, that, was, that was traumatizing to me when they, they did that. And uh, then I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I guess I'm a bit more of a tree hugger than I can admit to myself. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a girl. So it was, yeah, it was definitely a, It was a female, yeah. And... <laughs> So, uh, but that, that was, that was upsetting. And then we lost the, the tubodanthus, which is not a tree. It's a bush. No, but that, that was upsetting too. That was, that had been here since uh, we first moved in. Mm -hmm. It was hard. It's hard to lose those things that give you beauty and mm -hmm. happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it is alive, you know, and it is the, the loss of a life. So, you know, it's, it's still, it's sad. You got to mourn it, but you can remember it. And, uh, when we lost the, the loquat tree, recently yeah. um that that was sad but um we <laughs> when we were little we used to eat loquats or these little i think they're an asian kind of fruit i'm not sure what they are yeah uh, little yellow teardrop shaped fruits and they have a little seed inside of them and we used to eat them like crazy we would just eat them all summer 
and uh, we would just throw the seeds everywhere into the garden. And now, I mean, how many loquat trees do you have now? <laughs> One, two, th three, four. I think there's five. And then my sister took one home to yeah, plant in her plant. backyard. Yeah. Um, and you can actually see where we used to swim around in the pool. And uh, we <laughs> you can see where we threw the loquats because there's actually this path of loquat trees going up the hill in the backyard. Um, and then into the neighbor's yard too, because we used to toss the seeds over into the neighbor's yard. And now like the neighbors have loquat trees, big, huge loquat trees that you can see <laughs> over the fence. That's true. <laughs> and the birds love them and the, the you know, raccoons love them. And, mm -hmm. and, and the, the loquat magic, that, that legacy, that seed has been planted and it's being spread and it's it's popping up all over the place in places you don't expect to see it. So there's <laughs> actually um, uh, my my husband uh, is one of the docents at Whaley House in Old Town, and uh, every year our class used to go to Old Town uh, on a field trip when I was growing up. It's it's kind of the the part of San Diego that sort of maintains the old west kind of vibe, um, the, the frontier kind of vibe. And we'd go there for historical field trips. And I'd sometimes have like a bag of loquats uh, in my lunch. And I was walking around Old Town and I noticed there's a bunch of loquat trees there. <laughs> and I, I feel kind of proud because I think <laughs> I might have put those loquat trees there. You have to spread the loquats around. Spread the loquats. So... And so I think that's that's maybe a good note to end on because you kind of seeded this podcast, mm -hmm. and now this podcast is uh, out on the airwaves, and it's it's out there uh, reaching a lot of other people who you maybe didn't expect that would be hearing you and hearing your stories and um, hearing me doing my impression of you <laughs> <laughs> when I do interviews. So <laughs> it's kick. Uh, no, I guess you, you're probably not feeling up to doing your... <laughs> I call it the mom voice. It's just your voice. It's my voice. Just your voice. You're like... I'm mom. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, okay, guys. Well, bye. So, <laughs> Very good. I yeah, like that. Yeah. It does sound just like each other. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it it's is. Almost like we're related. That's so. <laughs> true. That's true. Very true. <laughs> okay, guys. Well... Thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to me and my mom having a chat. So, all right. Uh, this is just a little bonus episode just to take you on kind of the journey that we're going on right now. And, uh, yeah, so hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Was this... I enjoyed it. Okay, because I really had to fight you to let me record <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. I just figured you could do it both voices yourself. I probably could. <laughs> so, but that's that's not nearly as fun <laughs> okay well thanks for tuning in guys i'll talk later bye hey guys don't worry the classic theme song is not changing it just seemed weirdly inappropriate <laughs> for this episode so uh switched it up but we'll be back to the normal routine and hopefully Creeping Wave will be coming at you soon. We had hoped to do it uh, release on Halloween, October 31st, but uh, I'm going to be helping take care of my mom while she is in treatment. 
And uh, so things might get pushed back a little bit, but I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. But mostly, I would like to invite you to go to www.lostbreadcomic.com and www.theumind, and that's you like the letter U, umind.com. And both of those websites, uh, you can see the uh, art that's going to be out there for the Breast Cancer Art Drive. And uh, so far, it's just my three pieces. Uh, I invite other artists to contribute their pieces as well if they would like to. And uh, you can just go ahead and buy some of that artwork. And that is going to go towards Shades of Pink, which is a foundation that helps to uh, financially support people who are going through breast cancer treatment and uh, who need a little assistance because it, it's expensive. <laughs> And um, yeah, and so if you would do that, that would mean a lot to us. Just come by, leave a comment on uh, our podcasts on YouTube or on SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts now, too. We're the whole shebang. So uh, just, just let us know you're thinking about us. And let us know if you donated on your own. You can always donate to your own charity, too. So, okay, guys, uh, thank you so much. And we will be back next time with one of our more regular type episodes. <laughs> Thank you for uh, coming along with me on this one. Special thanks to our Patreons, The Gramerica Show and Nikki Benefield. We could not do this without you, and thank you so much for all of your support. Thanks. Until next time, bye.